We're reading from Shimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 10, verses 11 to 13. Deha kim anathatu swam. Anatatu swam. Nishek tur maturi vacha. Nishek tur maturi vacha. Matu pitur va balina. Matu pitur va balina. Crater agne shuno viva. Crater agne shuno viva. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Deha this body. This body. Kimanadatu. Kimanadatu. Does it belong to the employer? Doesn't belong to the employer. Who gives me the money? Who gives me the money? To maintain it. To maintain it. Swam. Swam. Or does it belong to me personally? Or does it belong to me personally? Nisektu. Nisektu. Or does it belong to the person? Or does it belong to the person? Who discharged the salmon? Who discharged the salmon? Matueva. Matueva. Or does it belong to the mother? Or does it belong to the mother? Who maintained this body? Who maintained this body? Within her womb. Within her womb. Cha. Cha. And. Matupituva. Matupituva. Or does it belong to the father? But does it belong to the father of the mother? Of the mother. Because sometimes the father of the mother. Because it's sometimes the father of the mother. Takes the grandson as an adopted son. Takes the grandson as an adopted son. Balina. Balina. Or does it belong to the person? Or does it belong to the person who takes his body away by force? Who takes his body away by force. Cray to. Or to the person who purchases. Or to the person who purchases the body as a slave. The body as a slave. Agne. Agne. Or to the fire. Or to the fire. Because ultimately the body is burned. Because ultimately the body is burned. Shuna. Shuna. Or to the dogs and vultures. Or to the dogs and vultures. That ultimately eat it. That ultimately eat it. Api. Api. Even. Even. Va. Va. Or. Or. Translation. While alive, does this body belong to its employer, to the self, to the father, the mother, or the mother's father? Does it belong to the person who takes it away by force, to the slave master who purchases it, or to the sons who burn it in the fire? Or if the body is not burned, does it belong to the dogs that eat it? Among the many possible claimants, who is the rightful claimant? Not to ascertain this, but to ma instead to maintain the body by sinful activities is not good. 
evam sadhavanam deham avyakta prabhavapyayam kovidvan amasadkitva hantijantum ritesata. This body, after all, is produced by the unmanifested nature and again annihilated and merged in the natural elements. Therefore, it is the common property of everyone. Under the circumstances, who but a rascal claims this property as his own, and while maintaining it, commits such sinful activities as killing animals just to satisfy his whims. Unless one is a rascal, one cannot commit such sinful activities. Purport. Atheists do not believe in the existence of the soul. Nonetheless, unless one is very cruel, why should one kill animals unnecessarily? The body is a manifestation of a combination of matter. In the beginning it was nothing, but by a combination of matter it has come into existence. Then again, when the combination is dismantled, the body will no longer exist. In the beginning it was nothing, in the end it will be nothing. Why then should one commit sinful activities when it is manifested? It is not possible for anyone to do this unless he is rascal, number one. 13. Asata shi madandhasya darijam paramanjanam atmaupamina bhutani darija paramikshite. Translation Atheistic fools and rascals who are very much proud of wealth fail to see things as they are. Therefore, returning them to poverty is the proper ointment for their eyes so they may see things as they are. At least a poverty-stricken man can realize how painful poverty is, and therefore he will not want others to be in a painful condition like his own. Purport. Even today, if a man who was formerly poverty-stricken gets money, he is inclined to utilize his money to perform many philanthropic activities, like opening schools for uneducated men and hospitals for the diseased. In this connection, there is an instructive story called Punar Mushika Baba, again become a mouse. The mouse was very much harassed by a cat, therefore the mouse approached a saintly person to request to become a cat. When the mouse became a cat, he was harassed by a dog, and then he became a dog. He was harassed by a tiger, but when he became a tiger, he stared at the saintly person. And when the saintly person asked him, what do you want? The tiger said, I want to eat you. Then the saintly person cursed him, saying, may you again become a mouse. A similar thing is going on all over the universe. One is going up and down, sometimes becoming a mouse, sometimes a tiger, and so on. See Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Brahmanda Bhamitikona Bhagivana Jeev, Guru Krishna Prasadipai, Bhakilata Bij. The living entities are promoted and degraded by the laws of nature, but if one is very, very fortunate by association with saintly persons, he gets the seed of devotional service and his life becomes successful. Narad Muni wanted to bring Nalakuvaramani Griva to the platform of devotional service through poverty, and thus he cursed them. Such is the mercy of a Vaishnava. Unless one is brought to the Vaishnava platform, one cannot be a good man. Harava Bhakta Mahakuna, and a Vaishnava never becomes a good man, however severely he is punished. Mukam karoti vachalam pavam lankayate kirim yaki pantamam bande sri gurum tinatarinam. Om agyana timirandasya gyanan shara sharakaya chakshur meditam yenata samai shri gurupenam. So what happened to Nalakuvaramani Griva is 
now happening to America and maybe in Europe, I don't know, but uh, there is uh, definitely a lot of people are becoming homeless in America at least, living under the bridge. In fact, uh, some of the fires that were set in, in Los Angeles recently were started by these homeless people and then the, whole, the brush got out of control on the, on the mountain. So uh, it, it is a problem. Uh, poverty is poverty is a problem in America. When I was here a few years ago in Denmark, someone told me one fourth of the businesses had failed, and they said, "But they don't put it in the news because they don't want people to know what's actually happening." And so there's a verse in Bhagavatam: "Leaders who have fallen into ignorance and who mislead people by directing them to the path of destruction are boarding a stone boat." And so too are those who blindly follow them. A stone boat would be unable to float and would sink in the water with its passengers. So those who mislead people go to hell and their followers go with them. So America is now, Prabhupada says, unfortunately, although the American people are extremely eager to get out of materialistic chaos, they are sometimes found to patronize the makers of stone boats. So I think that's happening right now in America. The makers of stone boats are leading the people, and so they are sinking uh, slowly, slowly into uh, hell, actually. So, but actually, we have the way to get out, as the purport states. A very fortunate soul will get the seat of devotional service. So there's a verse in 11th Canto 20, 17, Ride hamadyam sulabam sturlabam uh, that the captain of the boat is a spiritual master and our human body is a very good boat to get over the ocean of material nations. And the favorable winds are instructions. And if we don't take advantage of these instructions, then we are certainly committing suicide. So I found it interesting how Narada, what is his process of preaching to the uh, he curses them to be trees. He puts them, he reduces them to poverty so that they will come to devotional service. So Narada Muni, he's expert in giving instructions according to time, place, and circumstance. And so their medicine, the medicine for Nalakuvera and Manigriva was poverty. And this is experiential learning. There's two types of learning. One is that you, you hear and you don't do it. You hear, some, hear about something, you hear stealing is bad, you don't steal. Uh, but another person would like to experience it, and so he steals, he gets caught, and goes to jail. So here he's giving experiential learning to the Nalakovir Manigriva. So Srila Prabhupada also, he had, according to time, place, and circumstance, he would give different medicines to different people. Some people who he would encourage in Grihasta life, some people who he would encouraged to become sannyasi. And so Prabhupada explained that expert devotees, they find novel ways to convert the non-devotees in terms of time and circumstance. So Vyasadeva, how did Narada approach Vyasadeva when Vyasadeva was dissatisfied? He chastised him. Why have you forgotten Krishna? You have so many good qualifications, you should meditate on Lord Krishna's pastimes. So then, because of this, Vyasadeva wrote Srimad Bhagavatam. 
there is a verse 176, Material miseries of living entity are superfluous and they can be directly mitigated by the linking process of devotional service. So therefore he wrote Srimad Bhagavatam. We saw in the pictures, he's holding the Bhagavatam, it's the sunlight for the conditioned souls. So Juva, uh, Juva Maharaj was another disciple of Narada Muni. But with Juva Maharaj, Narada Muni used reverse psychology. He said, you're, you're a child. You, you, should, you are only a small boy. You should be playing. Why are you attached to words insulting your honor? You should know dissatisfaction is due to the illusory energy and gives you karma according to your previous life. And these austerities in the forest are very difficult. So I think better you go home. When you grow up, you can think of an austere life. One should be satisfied, happiness and distress. Actually, Narada was testing Juva's determination. So when Juva firmly rejected Narada's advice, then Narada instructed him in yoga. Prabhupada also sometimes used reverse psychology. He, in New Vrindavan, one time, um, there were some teenagers, neighbors, who were revving up their motorbikes and then zooming out, and they kept coming back and revving up their motorbikes. And so one disciple asked Prabhupada, should we, should we uh, tell them to stop? And Prabhupada said, no, if you tell them to stop, they will do it more. And, so, and uh, again, Mahavishnu, I asked Mahavishnu Swami, the elder one, his advice for dealing with teenagers, and he said two words, don't talk. Because if you talk to them, they'll just reject it, whatever they'll just, whatever you say, they'll do the opposite. Um, there was one of my god sisters, she was using reverse psychology during book distribution. Uh, there was one Christian man who was giving the devotees such a hard time when they, um, they were out distributing books, then he would come over and try to break up the sale. And he would say things, don't buy the book, it's bad, and this and that. So then, my friend, Ananga, she, she went to, um, so her, her, her teammates were complaining to her, and then she went, and, and she started distributing the book near the man, and, and so the man came over and started complaining, and then she told the person she was distributing to, today we're using reverse psychology. This is our Uncle Kamsa. So whatever he says, you do the opposite. And people were buying books. And then after a while, after a few hours, the guy kind of felt part of the family and he mellowed out. <laughs> he said, I'm, I'm the Uncle Kamsa. <laughs> and so it actually worked. Um, so another king, King Prachanabarhi, he was too attached to performing Karmakanda sacrifices. So in order to show him in the sky, just see all the animals you have killed. In the sacrificial arena, they're just waiting your death to avenge the injuries you have inflicted. After you die, they will angrily pierce you with your horns. So Narada wanted to convince the king that overindulgence in animal sacrifice is risky. This verse is talking about killing animals. But if so we do, in the Vedas, we do have animal sacrifice. But uh, Narada Muni, uh, Prabhupada explains that if there's just a one little mistake, one, then it's very risky. And the animal, the slaughtered animal, may not be promoted to a human life. And that was the purpose of the 
a sacrifice. And therefore, you'll be responsible for the death of the animal, just like a murderer. Now, Prachanavahi's sons, the Prachetas, were pure devotees, so Narada instructed them in pure devotional service. And the goal is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And that Dayaya Sarabhuteshu, show mercy to all living entities, being satisfied, controlling the senses, one can very quickly satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And so then, a very nice purport relevant for today because they're Sarinam. The word Sarabhuteshu is significant, applies not only to, to one species of life. Devotee can do good not only to humanity, but to all living entities as well. Everyone can benefit spiritually by chanting of Hare Krishna Mahamantra. And the transcendental vibration of Hare Krishna is sounded. Even the trees, animals, and insects benefit. So when you chant Hare Krishna loudly, it shows benefit to all, mercy to all living entities. So that's what that verse said. Well, let's see. Dayaya Sarabhuteshu. So again, Srila Prabhupada, he was concerned for all living entities. One time he was sitting at his desk and across from him was one devotee, Narayan. And he told to this devotee, um, he pointed to the table, he said, you see that ant? And he didn't see the ant. And so he, he, he didn't want to seem foolish and he didn't want to tell a lie, so he kind of did half yes and half no. Yeah. And Robert said, do you know what your duty to that ant is? And first of all, he couldn't see the ant. Now he's got a duty to it. And he said, no. And Robert said, your duty is to make that ant Krishna conscious, and our Hare Krishna movement will be a grand success. Well, that was Prabhupada's consciousness. He was concerned even for the ant. And so another way that Narada preached, he saw Daksha's 10,000 sons performing austerities to become good grihastas, to increase the population. But Narada said, oh, they're so purified, what a waste. Why should they become entangled? Let me liberate them. So then he narrated an analogy illustrating the futility of enjoyment in this world, convincing them to renounce. Um, so that was his preaching. He preached about the futility of enjoyment in this world, no happiness in this material world. And uh, Daksha lamented that his, he lost his 10,000 sons. Then he had 1,000 more sons called the Savalashas. And they went to perform sacrifice. And Narada Muni came. And this time, he preached differently. He preached, follow the path of your brothers, since they're all affectionate to their brothers. So, of course, Narada's preaching was not appreciated by their father, Daksha, who cursed Narada to travel everywhere. So Prabhupada said he was cursed by our parents also, um, and, but he was hoping our sannyasis would take the curse. So when Prabhupada came to America, he told us, Krishna, his preach to us, Krishna is God, surrender to him. And we thought, yeah, why not Krishna? He's got long hair. We were hippies. <laughs> he's, he's enjoying, he's just playing the flute. He has a lot of girlfriends, so yeah. Krishna is God. We'll, we'll surrender to him. And uh, he preached, you know, give up all varieties of religion and surrender to Krishna. And he said, you've already given up all varieties of religion. You don't have to worry about that part. So just surrender to Krishna. 
But in India, when he tried to preach, they, they said, well, why Krishna? Why not Durga? Why not Shiva? Why not Ganesh? So the, what Prabhupada did, his strategy was, he brought the Americans, he brought us from the West to show the Indians how to become devotees. Because India was following America. It was, everybody wanted to go to America from India. It's okay, you want to follow the Americans? Become Vaishnavas. So just like um, Narada Muni had the older brothers, younger brothers follow the older brothers, so Prabhupada had the Indians follow the Americans. And it worked, actually it worked. After we came then, we did get a few, some Indian devotees, some very valuable ones like Lokanath Maharaj, Gopal Krishna Maharaj, a few, very few, handful, but the sincere ones, they joined. And after we got the opulence, then a lot more joined after we got the opulent temples. Uh, for Ch King Chitraketu, Narada and Parvat waited until the death of his son to enlighten him about the temporary nature of relationships. And so Narada Muni, he was the spiritual master of great kings like Yudhisthira and Vasudev, as well as the lowest of human beings, Megari the hunter. With Megari, Narada used a gradual approach. He didn't immediately instruct him. He said just, okay, don't, don't, uh, don't half kill the animals, kill them completely. That was his first instruction to Martin Megari. And so when, um, then later on, uh, Narada showed him the animals that were waiting to attack him as soon as he died. It wasn't until Megari surrendered, then he said, okay, break your bow and engage in devotional service. So Narada had different preaching according to time, place, and circumstance. So the Acharya, he knows the proper medicine. And Prabhupada, uh, when he went uh, to America, he was preaching to us, just like if you go to a pharmacy, a drugstore, you cannot say any drug will do. All paths lead to the one. He said the medicine for this age is the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So Prabhupada, he gave us the chanting, dancing, prasadam, books, deities, festivals, something for everyone. And uh, one of my godbrothers, Atmatattva, he showed one Indian man a picture of Prabhupada on the back of Krishna book. And this man got, took out some thread and for 10 to 15 minutes he was measuring Prabhupada's forehead, his ears, his everything. And he said, this person's features show me that all the four sampradayas, all the four Vaishnavacharyas are present in him. I wish you had a picture of his full form. So then he showed him a full picture of Prabhupada. He said, I was not wrong. I would like to be a part of this movement like this in my next life. And our godbrother said, but I thought your ultimate goal is to go to Kailash, because he was a Shivite, Shivite. He said, yes. If I go there, I'll tell Lord Shiva, I want to join some movement like this and spread Dharma everywhere. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was India. And Prabhupada, he, he was very... Prabhupada did the time, place, and circumstance also. If you watch, sometimes he would, he would, he would ask the same question and he would give two different answers. Like one time he was saying, um, why do you believe that Krishna is God? And so the ways were saying, well, because... You say so. They said, yeah, they will say, I'm an, you're an old, he's an old man. Why do you believe him? And then they would say, well, because it says in Bhagavad Gita, he says, oh, they will say, we have our scripture. Why should we believe 
Then finally the answer was, because there is a taste, we got a taste. And that's why Krishna is God, and that's why this movement is working. But then on another morning walk, he asked the same question, and Gurudas, who was there in the first one, said, because we can taste, the proof is in the taste of the pudding. Prabhupada said, no, because Gita says, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita. See, well, he, would, he was not that um, all the time saying the same thing. He would answer questions according to the time, place, and circumstance. He would, he would ask, even Lord Chaitanya was doing that too. When he had, there was one place where he had three, three um, disciples and he gave, one he said, you take sannyas, you do deity worship, you do hasta life. So he had three different instructions for three different disciples. And so we have to be flexible when we preach also and make sure we don't disturb people. I was, I was hearing um, His Holiness Indudumna Swami, how he came to Krishna consciousness. So he, uh, first of all, he went to a museum. He was going to a university, went to a museum, and uh, Jai Shadapro. And he, there were some the pictures in the museum were of Krishna. They were, they were having an exhibition of this famous artist from India. And Maharaj was attracted to Ras Leela. He saw that picture and it said, um, but he didn't understand and it's, he, the guard told him it's all about Krishna. So then he said, who's Krishna? He asked the guard and then the guard read the, the name and said, Krishna is enjoying with the gopis. He said, it's the Supreme Lord. And it said, it, the, it said it's the Supreme Purcell, you've got it. So it's the Supreme Lord and he's having a good time. So then he went out of there, and then he heard some kartos, and it was Vishnu John and some four sannyasis were there singing. And Vishnu John uh, took him down and, and was preaching to him about Prabhupada and Krishna. And so he was so happy about that. But then uh, Vishnu John left, and he was trying to find the devotees. And he, when he went to one temple in Detroit, and he mentioned uh, that, yeah, uh, my friend is Vishnu John, and, and they were said, oh, I don't like him. And then he just went out and slammed the door and said, I'm not coming back here again. <laughs> then 20 devotees were running after him, but he, he said no, but then after a while he went back and uh, he became a devotee. It took him a while. And so, yeah, the, when in the early days we were, our preaching was really not good according to time, place, and circumstance. Like we heard in the seminar about Vidura preaching to Jitarashtra, you're an old man, your teeth are falling out. So some devotees would say that to old people, your teeth are falling out and this and that. <laughs> and even to their parents, and they would go home and tell their parents, you're not my mother, you're not my father, I've had so many mothers and fathers. And it just wasn't good preaching. And now we've become more mature and we understand this is not the way to preach to people have to attract them into Krishna. So Prabhupada was expert, Narada Muni was expert. If you read Bhagavatam, you see so many different examples how he was preaching to different kinds of people. And so we should take these lessons to heart and try to also preach in a, in a very nice way. So I'll stop here if anybody has any questions. I mean, 
Hmm? Well, I was just thinking it's it was very nice how you explained the different preaching strategies of Naradamuni. Yeah. <laughs> how it's not like one size fits all. Right. But right. It's very much like according to time, place, and circumstance. Yeah. I found that striking by studying Bhagavatam in different, different places, how he preached, yeah. mm. different ways. But also this point that, you know, it takes great intelligence and discrimination to actually preach correctly. Yes, yes. Because as I said, in the, in the old days, when <laughs> we were horrible preachers. And yeah. I think maybe we still are, but at least we realize we are horrible preachers. So maybe we don't preach so much because we're afraid of scaring people away. Right. That's, you know, right. I mean, I, you have to I, be conscious. I, I just think, somehow I reminisce today when I joined, we had a book, a devotees traveling and preaching, book mm. distribution mainly. Right. And they were infamous all, all over Denmark. Uh, or, Half of the youth hostels, they were state youth hostels, they were banned from coming there because they were, they were notorious for cheating, for uh, destroying the places, uh, for, you know, like cooking inside small rooms. Where, I mean, you know, wow, yeah. And also not having straight techniques on the street, lying on the street. And yeah, I heard that was going on. I was in India, so I... It went on in was America. In, in America, yeah, I heard. I heard it was going on by hook or by crook. Yeah, so it's uh, and cheating you know, people. It was, and, but devotees were simple and pure. They they, they mended well. They were they, they were really yeah. trying hard. They thought you know, any way you can get liberate Lakshmi from the karmis. Yeah. That's how they and were thinking. The, They've stolen Lakshmi, and we're going to get her back. And so they would they would use cheating cheating means. They wouldn't give proper change to people. Collecting for hungry children somewhere. Oh yeah, right. Anyway, but so the point is, so how do we get this intelligence to discriminate <laughs> and, 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 you know, in one sense, hmm. give the right medicine? Yeah, it's, um, Vaisheshika teaches that actually. So if you go online and um, try to find out from him, he actually, he, he said it's, I mean, he, he turned everything all around. He said the most important thing is not to distribute the book, but to leave a good impression. Mm -hmm. So that's how he, he checks the people who do book distribution. He says, how many people did you leave a good impression with? Not how many books did you distribute? So that's, and people and devotees go out and they, and they tell him, well, we left a good impression with a hundred people, and, and we even distributed a hundred books too. <laughs> so it works actually. And he, he's so good at it that you know people who are born again, you know Christians who say no, I won't take the book. After he talks to them, and they're so impressed that they take a book. You know, and when when he when when they don't take a book, he says to them, well, oh, it's been an honor to meet you today. <laughs> You've made my day, and 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 they really, they, he changes people's hearts, and uh, and they they they're impressed with the devotees. So I think that's really an important preaching strategy now, to make people think, well, the devotees are nice. Devotees are good people. Also, um, 
I mean, there are different ways of preaching that's also being invented now, now nowadays. Mm, right. And uh, yeah. and uh, and then the, it, they all always cause a lot of discussion. Some are, <laughs> you know, saying we cannot, you know, we have to uh, adopt to the, the present, and, you know, and, and like that. And others will be criticizing it. Uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of a yeah. I think we need to see the good in in what people do. Mm. Okay, but at this. Same time, we should stay faithful to Prabhupada. You can't change too much. I wouldn't change the the teaching. Some people are successful at it. I think this one, Brahmachari, I forgot his name. He's on Facebook and he has two million followers. Gorgopal. Yeah, Gorgopal. Yeah. Two million. So he preaches indirectly. He preaches indirectly, but then. People can become devotees also. I saw him with some, another picture of him with some top leaders of some countries, you know, that he's like a spokesman now yeah. and preaching. Yeah, and he comes as a devotee, complete dressed yeah. devotee, tila, dodi, everything. Yeah. There's no. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that way he doesn't compromise anything. No, he doesn't. Yeah. But it's a fact, I mean, what he's saying is. Uh, I mean, it's so indirect and it's so, <laughs> in one sense, trivial. Yeah. I mean, some things are in a good form, but some, some, some is just trivial for people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So people could, I'm sure people criticize him. Mm. But at the same time, he's, you know, I, um, he can, it can be, he can bring, he can change people. He can change people's hearts. And, mm. They become open to hearing from devotees. Yeah. If that's the only thing he does, then. Mm -hmm. Just on this point about like bridge preaching, direct and indirect, I think Kokopa is a very, very nice example also because, like you say, he's presenting himself like a devotee. Yeah. Uh, there's another one, like you probably know Jay Shetty. Who? Jay Shetty? Yeah, I don't know him. No. Okay, because he's also. So, He's a Radhanatswami disciple, oh. but he is similar. He has 20 million followers. Oh, 20 million. He's above Gorgopal. But he's also like, he's much more indirect. Oh. He doesn't present himself as, as a Hare Krishna, as a Brahmachari. So he, he used to be a monk and he tells the story about how he became a monk. And, and his preaching is like, it's very indirect, very, very much like, like the mode of goodness and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I think the nice thing that Prabhupada is doing is that like, he is showing that he is a devotee. Yeah, yeah. So, in that sense, then those yeah. who get fascinated by yes. him, they, they might want to know like, more. Okay, so what's his lifestyle? What is he doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, well, I, think, like, I think we need all kinds. Because mm -hmm. Prabhupada preached to different. He preached to George Harrison, don't shave your head, don't... He asked, should I shave my head and become a brahmacharya? He asked. Mm. Robert said, no. You can do more, you can help us more by remaining as you are. And you can bring more people to Krishna consciousness like that. And so he did. And this uh, Peter Burwash, this tennis player, according to Prabhupada's instructions, he built his company as a 
service-oriented company. Yes, we are all servants. And that's how he runs his business. And he got the instructions from Prabhupada how to do it. Very successful. And he, he comes and teaches devotees things sometimes. He came to Vrindavan a few times. Yeah, Prabhupada preached differently to different people. Yeah. And so we need to uh, understand that. Yeah. We need to understand that. Harinam is still valuable. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's going today. <laughs> I think everyone's going. Yeah, I'd like to go. Oh, yeah? Oh. We have, I mean, almost like 15, 20 the most go there. Wow, that's a lot. No, no, every, every Saturday we have that right. Wow, that's good. Nice. So, it's fantastic, you know, direct, direct, and like that. Yeah, it's direct. It's, uh, I mean, in, indirect preaching. Definitely, I think also, also has a lot of value, but then again, also it, it is also beset with danger. I mean, there can be dangers in that. That's you know, the one's own understanding becomes somewhat. Yeah, you have to be careful. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, and I mean, uh, this whole idea. Of, I mean, many devotees are critical of this idea. Deal that we just have to completely adopt to the West and Western ways. Oh, yeah. Like that. Krishna West. Yeah. Uh, I mean. No, Prabhupada didn't. I mean, he, adopt, he adopted, he adapted, mm. but not in the way that they want to adapt. <laughs> no. <laughs> he adapted to the Western ways yeah, yeah. very much. Prabhupada very much adapted to the Western ways. Yeah. But in, in a different way. Yeah. In a different way. So so it's, took a, it's a very delicate balance because you know also the arguments are there. We have to you know find novel, novel, novel ways and means right. and, and, and like that. Yeah, it was interesting um, how they started, um, you know, wearing karmi clothes for book distribution. There was a competition. They had a competition um, with the devotees who were. There were some devotees who were favoring devotee dress, and some were favoring. Karmi dress. And so the, one devotee told the story, he was favoring devotional dress, and so they put him in the a, a, absolutely worst place to distribute, and they gave all the good places to the ones who were in Karmi, because they wanted the outcome to Prabhupada to say. So they could say to Prabhupada, well, if we wear Karmi clothes, it's better for distribution. So it's interesting that Gorgopal didn't change. It's nice. Mm. We need, we need examples yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, and Prabhu, of course, he uh, sanctioned both, you know, both approaches, like if yeah. distribution, we can't, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, he, we can't can distribute this. Yeah, he did. You know, as gentlemen, dress as gentlemen. Uh, exactly, not like hippies. Not, not like hippies. Uh, but it seems that, I mean, the, the dangerous thing can be that we become afraid of Showing yeah. ourselves as devotees right. in height, right. you know, uh, wherever you know, and which is very unattractive to people. Yeah, uh, they yeah. see uh, these people are 
are afraid of being what they are. Mm -hmm. They're not, yeah, they're not self confident. Exactly. And uh, so why should you know, I'm I'm in, I'm also very unsure of myself. Why should I join something else where you also very unsure of yourself? That's not. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, exactly, I know exactly Bhakti Vidyapurnaswam. He makes that point because mm -hmm. uh, you know he always travels as a sannyasi. Yeah, even 